Short hour two, Wildcat Insider Mitch Fortner and Travion Berkland. We heard from the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, in the first hour. If you missed that, check out our podcast. You can go to newsradiokman.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the game, KMAN. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a, a shout out or whatever. Keep up with what's going on with K-State Sports by listening to the daily podcast. Tomorrow is actually our last show of the week. Uh, of course, K-State Women's Basketball. We'll be playing on Friday, so that'll take up that day. But give the guys off an extra day off on Wednesday to leave early, meet up with their families, have a good time, enjoy an extra half day to celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm ready to eat. Travion, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Having all the family over at my dad's house, so it's going to be pretty cool. I think I'm doing uh, two Thanksgivings, one with my girlfriend, Lindsay, going to see her family and see my family on Friday. But you know what, man? What, what an interesting last five days or so we've had. K-State men's basketball beats Kansas City. K-State women's basketball played Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And guess what? They won all three games. Plus, K-State beats West Virginia. Cats control its own destiny. One more victory sends the Cats to Arlington, Texas. Travion, I think you know where I'm going. I think we need it. I think we need it. Let's play it right now. Go ahead. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat you know, I said at the, at the top of the show when the K-State women hosted number 4 Iowa in that second game of a doubleheader, I, I was pretty disappointed to see that not a whole lot of fans stuck around after the men's game for that one. And I even heard a couple of guys say this as they were leaving, that I would stay if Aoka Lee was playing. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like that would be the vibe this season. No Aoka Lee. Oh, now I'm not interested anymore in watching K-State women play. So who cares, right? I I I stayed, uh, and thanks to those that did stay, you caught an amazing game. You really did. K State did not have Aoka Lee. Iowa did have. They're all American in Caitlin Clark, and she had an average day, an average day that just happens to be a really good average. Twenty-seven points, ten rebounds, seven assists. There were, I think, I think there were four instances in this game where, all right, it's tight. Then Iowa goes on a run. And it's like, oh, man, now it feels like they're going to pull away and win comfortably. No, here comes the Cats. They come storing back. They were down eight. They were down 12. They were down seven. They were down nine. And K-State stormed back every time after a run of scoring from Iowa. They would respond with their own run. And, man, K-State's been crushing some threes. This season, they made 11 against Iowa, six off the bench from 
Sarah Shamatsi, who's a transfer, who's originally from France. I can't recall where she came from, but transfer her first year with the Cats. She finished with 18 points in 20 minutes. 24 points each from Serena Sundell and Gabby Gregory. Gabby's been amazing. Using her last year of eligibility, transferring from Oklahoma to K-State. Banged up last year, and now she's been crushing it. And man, is her shot looking good. And she's got toughness down in that paint. Her power dribble is awesome to see, and she goes right back up so strong. So strong. And K-State is missing a five this year. They really don't have anybody that can control that area of the floor. So they got to stretch it out. they got to space themselves, and they're going to take a lot of threes this year. You know what? The three-point shooting has been working. And it just so happens they're also playing some pretty strong defense this season. Um, and taking care of the basketball, the, the, the freshmen to sophomores, they have really grown up this year. I know one of the Glenn sisters got hurt in that last game against Utah Tech. They played Utah Tech yesterday, and that was like an eight-point win for the Cats. Utah Tech averaging 90 points a game. They were just crushing threes. I was like, oh, boy, Utah Tech. You never heard of them, but they are pretty good at basketball. One loss team heading in that game. The K-State women are now 5-0. and 5-0 and without Aoka Lee beating the fourth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. And I said at the top of the show, that is one of the best games I've ever seen in Bramlage Coliseum. One of the best games. Um, there was a caller that said Gabby Peterson, I think, has been doing it for two years. That's what he said. I don't know who Gabby – maybe they meant Gabby Gregory. Gabby Gregory, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yes, she was really good at Oklahoma, but she, she was hurt most of last year. She she didn't have – I don't have the numbers in front of me, unfortunately, but she was banged up through the year last year. She was not 100%. She wasn't at her full potential. I don't even think she didn't play the full season. She played like half of the year for Oklahoma last year. And I think it was okay. I think I know what you're saying. So Gabby Gregor should have two years remaining, I think is what that caller was saying. Two years remaining. Um, and I think that actually might be the case. I'm not exactly 100%. I know she's a senior. Um, so I have to go double check that. Uh, if she is eligible for another year, I'm not for sure, but the caller might be right. I think Travion's on the phone with them right now. Were they talking about eligibility? Two years of eligibility remaining? I believe so. Okay, yeah, maybe that that might be right. And I hope it is because she's been doing an amazing job. She's averaging for K-State right now um, 21 points a game. 21 points a game. She's shooting 36% from three and 46% from three-point range. She's been fantastic. For K-State so far. She has been a show. This team has been a big show so far. And they have really stepped up in the absence of Aoka Lee. And I think right now, like, you know, that, that that'll be a hard thing to be consistent with, especially when they get to Big 12 play. They're going to be playing taller teams, longer teams. Um, you know, that'll really hurt at that time to not have a player like Aoka Lee. But I think this just sets up buzz for next year because we know Yoki is going to come back for uh, next season. All right. Sorry, I didn't have all the information on Gabby Gregory there, but I trust the caller that she does have two years of eligibility remaining. I hope so. That would be amazing. All right. Now let's jump back to the K State men's basketball team and talk K State hoops because they take on Rhode Island. And you know what? We need to break down to this game. I think it's time for Mitch Palm. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. All right, so that's the new intro. It wasn't plan A and it wasn't plan B. I had to go with my plan C option. The reason is because I kind of wanted to use Bad House as like the song. I couldn't find a good instrumental. And I also thought Blinded Me with Science, Thomas Dolby. Couldn't really find a good instrumental of that either. So this is what I went with. Still stick stuck with the mad scientist background in there. All right, Mitch Palm, K-State versus Rhode Island. It's more than just what the team is all about. I need more than that to get a true grasp of what we're expecting tonight in the Cayman Islands. Founded in 1892, Rhode Island, like K-State Public Land Grant University from Kingston, Rhode Island. Now, did you know Rhode Island on May 4th, 1776, they're, they, they were the first to get in contact with Great Britain, and they're like, hey, guys, uh, we don't want to be linked up with you anymore, so we're just going to kind of uh, renounce our allegiance, and we're going to declare our own independence. But, but they were the last of the 13 colonies to uh, ratify into the United States. So, uh, you know, some good, some bad for Rhode Island so far. Rhode Island's, no, they're not an island. What the heck is that all about? So apparently Rhode Island is named after a Dutch explorer by the name of Adrian Block, and he named, uh, or named by this guy, and he named it Root Island or something like that, which is the meaning Red Island in reference to the clay that uh, lined the shore. I don't know. It's not an island, whatever. Mitch Palm, not a fan of that. Also the smallest state, hard to take him seriously. What Mitch Palm is a big fan of, though, is Judge Frank Caprio. He does that show, Caught in Providence. I'm going to ask you two questions, okay? okay. And you're going to say one or the other. Now, we're talking about your father, right? Now, you're going to say guilty or not guilty. What do you say? Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> So Mitch Palm would give huge props tonight for Rhode Island if K-State wasn't playing Rhode Island. They were taking on Providence. That'd be a big, big advantage for the Rams tonight, but they're not Providence. The Friars are Providence. K-State's not playing Providence. They're playing Rhode Island. There's a difference. All right, now we start to look into the Rams a little bit here. A one and two team. They beat just recently the number 311 team in Ken Palm and Stony Brook. Uh... Stony Brook is so bad, Mitch Palm doesn't even rank him. They're like, if they suck, they shouldn't be ranked. That was a 10-point win. They've also lost to Quinnipiac. Texas State was was pretty decent last year. This year, they're probably not going to be that great. So Rhode Island, not a great shooting team. Uh, give some props here to uh, KSU underscore fan for some of these stats. 330 in the country and uh, effective field goal percentage. They are Horrible behind the arc, 338th in the country, and they're making just 23% of their shots. They turn it over too much, 17 times a game. That is 331st in the country so far. And all that, of course, very relevant, even it's this early in the season because they're about to play the toughest team by far they've seen this year in K State, a team that is 3 0. Under first year head coach Archie Miller, he was away from coaching for one year. That was the 2021 season. But before that, with the Hoosiers, 67 wins, 58 losses, made it to the NIT one time in his four seasons. Before that, he was much better at Dayton, made it to an Elite Eight, 
four straight NCAA tournament appearances, and his team won the Atlantic 10 10 times. But, you know, Mitch Palm isn't a big fan of a, of a coach that trends downwards. I mean, you go from go from Dayton to Indiana. Seems like a pretty good gig, right? Didn't work out. Not at Rhode Island. Nah, that's that's a career that's not trending in the right direction. Of course, with Mitch Palm, you need a little famous alumni, right? Famous alumni for Rhode Island, Pat Narduzzi, the head coach of Pitt. Eight seasons now, 60 wins, 41 losses. You know, Mitch Palm looks at that as like maybe consistently would get seven, eight wins, but a one-hit wonder with Kenny Pickett last year, overachieved through his 11 seasons so far. Lamar Odom is also an alum of Rhode Island. NBA champion a couple of times. All right, Mitch Palm likes that. Sixth man of the year in 2011. Shout out to the office for that fact. Also played for the United States men's basketball team in the Olympics in 2004. Uh, Won a bronze. Uh, Mitch Palm thinks if you don't win gold and you play for the United States men's basketball team in the Olympics and you're not winning gold, you're not winning. They did win gold, however, in the FIBA World Championship. And then Oda married Khloe Kardashian for seven years and had like five spinoff shows from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, Mitch Palm says, eh, who cares, right? The last famous alumni for Rhode Island is Tony Horton. He is a fitness guru and the developer of P90X. Do you remember P90X? I remember that being a big deal when I was in high school and college. You could get this pack of DVDs, and it would like have all these workouts you could do over 90 days, and it was going to transform your life. You would have a much different body after about three months. It was marketed so well. I remember seeing the infomercials all the time, and just the setting that it took place in. Looked like a real badass place to go work out. Everybody is just chiseled. It was a great marketing campaign. I was convinced. My my roommate was so convinced. He bought it. He bought the DVD pack. Actually, uh, I I took it to borrow it, and actually, I still have it. I still have my P90X DVDs that I have not used in 10 years. Uh, The issue with P90X, though, the, the workouts took too long. Nobody wanted to do an hour and a half workout every day. Nobody wanted to do that. It took too long. P90X, sorry. You're long and gone by now. You're long gone by now. Now, finally, the KSA factors in this game. It all is about, to me, what takes place inside the paint tonight. K-State has to rebound on defense because, honestly, Rhode Island's been a pretty decent rebounding team this year. And after they missed some shots, with they've missed quite a bit so far, they're going to go after some rebounds. K-State's bigs need to step up. They really do. Rebounding's been okay in the last couple of games. Scoring, to me, has not been okay. In the last two games combined between the two fives, David Gasson and Abayami Ejiola, just seven points. Just seven points. And I think they're more talented than that. I think they're more agile. They're more athletic than that. Go get some more rebounds. Go get some more points. The rest of the guys are going to do their thing, and I just hope scoring is going to be more consistent. I think this could be a Rhode Island team that's going to be a little bit tough to score against defensively. Potentially. Potentially could be the case. They are a better defensive team than they are a scoring team, are the Rhode Island Rams. 
Ken Palm gives the Rams a 78% chance. I'm sorry, gives K-State a 78% chance of winning tonight by the final score of 71-63. Mitch Palm thinks that's too close and gives K-State an 89% chance of winning tonight by the final score of 75-56. to K-State, according to Mitch Palm, will win by 19 points tonight. Cayman Islands Classic again. It's going to be a 6.30 tip-off pregame at 5.30. And uh, the action right here on Cayman. Flow Hoops is where you can watch it on the old television. Earlier today in the Cayman Islands Classic, LSU beating Illinois State 77-61. Akron takes down Western Kentucky 72-53. So LSU and Akron onto the winner's side. And then Illinois State, Western Kentucky on the loser's side of the bracket. They'll play tomorrow at 11 a.m. Right now, Nevada and Tulane are in action. And I've uh, been doing my best to try to keep up with that game. And it's been a really good one. Um, as they have about 14 minutes to go and they are tied at 43 Tulane led at the half, actually, 32-29 to after trailing for most of the first half. The winner of K-State Rhode Island will play the winner of Tulane and Nevada. And that game tomorrow, if K-State makes it to the winner's side in the semifinals, will tip at 6.30. If K-State happens to lose that game to Rhode Island, which Mitch Palm does not see that happening, They will play tomorrow at 4 o'clock. If that does take place, we will not have a show tomorrow. If K-State wins, we'll have another 4 to 5.30 type of show. Let's get into it for Wildcat Insider. I really appreciate Wyatt Thompson coming on to the show and joining us for the first couple of segments. If you missed it, head over to the podcast page at newsradiokman.com and check that out. Also, search for The Game Came In and wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, K-State football, controlling its own destiny. It can actually be wrapped up before Saturday because Texas will play Baylor at 11 a.m. on Friday. And if Texas happens to lose to Baylor... Cats have nothing to worry about. Then they just have to worry about beating Kansas. Let's not skip over that. Take down the Kansas Jayhawks is what is supposed to happen year in and year out. 7 o'clock pregame. I'm sorry, 7 o'clock kickoff. Pregame will start at 3 o'clock with Power Cat Game Day. And uh, that features Coleman Beck, Derek Young, and myself. But that's going to do it for Wildcat Insider. A big thank you to Wyatt Thompson. A big thank you to Travion Berkland. You've been listening to Wildcat Insider. Wildcat Insider.